Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Real people doing real deals in real estate and no fake gurus allowed. We bring you the best and the most real real estate investors in the space. They'll be showing you the good, the bad, and the ugly of real estate investing. Like, share, subscribe, get notified. It's the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. And today we are again at the All In headquarters with yes. my friend Alex Sainz. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Alex. For, yeah, what a pleasure, man. For not only one having us in your studio, uh, but for uh, opening your doors that you always have uh, to to have us here and and welcome us in your family in the All In family. Always, always. Um, and let's get let's get right to the point. Who is Alex, man? Where? Are, where do you come from? Yeah, who is Alex? Well, first of all, thanks thanks for having me on the show. Uh, definitely, uh, uh, you know, honored and uh, excited just to dive into the conversation. But yeah, who is Alex? Uh, well, the guy I am today is not the guy I was <laughs> six years ago, right? Um, but I grew up here in Phoenix, uh, very humble and modest. Uh, grew up in a, in a trailer park. Um, went through the up and downs as a kid. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of things and trauma and situations happened early on, like my parents divorcing when I was 13, and it, you know, just going through a lot of childhood, you know, trauma and situations. Uh, it just it forced me to grow up much quicker. Right. So uh, yeah, grew up in Phoenix, uh, played sports all my life, even though maybe it doesn't look like it right now, yeah. but <laughs> but I did, and. Um, and my journey into real estate was, you know, God sent. So, uh, you know, 13 to 18, you know, go to go to school, uh, graduate high school with a 4.2 GPA, living at the trailer park. During that time, my parents divorced. Uh, so it just put me in a state of kind of hopelessness and depression where it's like, man, like everything I loved got taken away. Mm. Right. And, uh, you know, for a few years I was in that victim mentality of man, like God, like, why did you take all the things why that me? I love? Or why me? me? Yeah. And early on, um, I saw my, you know, my dad's, uh, he's a contractor. He, he was a framer, um, or is now still, um, but now with bigger visions. And then my mom did hair, right? So it was very, uh, minimal, jobs right so you know beginning i saw the, the the work ethic that they had to go from you know a motor home at the back of a church when i was six years old to then going into a one-bedroom apartment when i was like eight years old and then they worked their butt off uh to to make enough money to move us into a three-bedroom house and then a three this was like 2005 i'm nine years old uh 2006 uh you know they they got their tax returns they, you know they were they had uh you know their businesses my mom had a, a, a hair salon and my dad had his own crew as a construction uh guy um and they bought a uh, four hundred thousand dollar house wow. in surprise arizona and it's 2006 so as you know so the height yeah i mean stated income loans and uh you know just bad decisions at that moment by my parents um and uh, you know, two years later, the the market crashed and we lost everything. I don't know if it, you know bad decisions. Who knew what the hell was going to yeah, come and, up after that? You and know? that's true, right? Um, they were they're not bad. De- they weren't bad decisions, but looking back, obviously you can. Of course, say, it's yeah. like that's something you could they could have avoided. But 
nobody has a crystal ball, you know. And, and I think in their minds, they were doing their best to provide for you guys. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Right? Hey, a, a, a better home, you know. Oh, trust me. I mean, I was the only Latino kid in an all-white neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah. Like, I was skateboarding. Like I haven't skateboarded right. since that year. But like, you know, it was just a different like seeing like where where we came from. Like the the motorhome at the back of a church. I remember my dad would wake up at night and uh, and get the the rats out of the the motorhome because we had traps and then you can hear them like right. you know screech yeah, yeah 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 so then uh you know i remember like that as a kid so going from that to a four hundred thousand dollar house where you know i have a pool in the backyard a trampoline a basketball a half a basketball you know half court basketball court like that was a dream right so then when the market crashed you know everything just got stripped away so we went from from that my parents got foreclosed on the house we started renting you know a house uh, but you know it happened like four times in a row where we would rent a house and then that house would get foreclosed on well yeah because so yeah the guys people were, were milking the money they were milking the rent so it happened four times and at this point i mean my parents have less than i don't know eight thousand dollars saved as a family and uh and what they did, they sold the only car we had. They downgraded to uh, it was a, it was a Chiro, like a 1998, you know, a Jeep. Um, but they they sold the car and they decided to buy a, a trailer home. They said like enough with this renting, enough with bouncing around. Let's buy something that's ours. So I remember um, we bought the the trailer the trailer home and it was a six thousand dollar purchase on Craigslist. It was a probate deal. Now I know oh. what it was, but it was a probate deal for six thousand. And I remember walking there or driving there as a family and like hey this is where we're gonna live and it was a dump like it was a dump but my dad knowing construction and knowing how to fix it up yeah he'll fix it up so i remember you know this is this is a year before i'm 13 years old now going into my freshman year of high school so i'm just focused on sports i'm excited to go to high school and that whole summer uh we were just focused on fixing the property like so that whole summer just like it was just a different change right like going from a uh, having the dream at a half a million dollar house with everything every christmas present that i wanted and everything and getting that stripped away momentarily at that moment to then go into a trailer home where it's like man this is six thousand dollar dump and you know we we made it look nice right we uh we built a little patio on the back well when i say we my dad um but it was you know started to become like it became home right but deep down i was really embarrassed because coming from here to now having this like i didn't tell any of my friends like hey i live at a trailer home like i didn't i didn't invite any friends over during high school and i lived there all of high school and during that time uh you would think that things would start to get better but they got worse. There's more money problems and financial problems and more arguing and bickering uh, from my parents. And uh, that caused a divorce, right? Like that stemmed. Uh, so then my mom, you know, ended up getting her own place. You know, it's me and my dad living at the trailer home. My brother, which he's two years younger than me, he's living at his girlfriend's house, high school girlfriend at like 15 years old. So that just shows you like the, uh, the, the mix up in family right, right? Yeah. like like everybody's just scattered like there's mm-hmm. no connection or nothing and you know during like my junior year and senior year of high school um it was it was really lonely like it was there was no like christmases or holidays or you know you couldn't get everybody together for like a birthday so i kind of just like 
I kind of blocked everything off and I just focused on school and sports. I never did drugs, never have. Um, you know, I smoked a little weed in high school. <laughs> you know, yeah, obviously that's, drank, that's but not that's even basic. A drug yeah, anymore, but never. You know? <laughs> yeah, ne- exactly. Right. <laughs> so, but like. You know, I just had my priorities in check because my vision was I just want a scholarship because I don't have any money. Like, I don't have any money for, like, my parents don't have money. Like, it is all, you know, it, it all it all depends on the scholarship that mm-hmm. I get. So, let's focus on sports and that. And then um, by 18, you know, I graduated high school. Me and my dad are living together. Um, that's where I came across real estate. Like my uh, my buddy Jalen White, which you know if you're if you've been in the game a little long enough, um, you know he was an 18 year old doing deals like six years ago. Wow. So he closed his first deal for thirteen thousand. We go to the same high school. He's one of my best friends, and uh, he shows me his bank account like two weeks before graduation. He shows me his bank. He shows me the bank account thirteen thousand dollars, and I'm like, how? Like immediately, like how? Like I have like fifty dollars in my bank account. Like how did you do it? And he said wholesaling houses. And uh, he invited me to an appointment. I still think he invited me to the appointment because he was scared to go to the hood by himself. Okay. He's a, you know, he's he's a, he's a small, you know, white boy. And uh, and you know, I grew up in the area that he was going on appointments. So you know, add a little color. So you know, he was safe. Right. Uh, but he invited me to the appointment. And he showed me the house that that he made $13,000 with and it just intrigued me. It was like no money down, you know, you know, uh, you know, wholesaling. And, uh, the first thing was like, man, is this illegal? Is this a scam? But I knew, and I was blessed enough to like, know that the proof of concept was real. And I think that was a huge advantage for me. It's like, I knew that there was money at the end of it. I don't know how, I didn't know how to get there, but I, when I saw his bank account, it was proof that this was real. How much money did he have at the time? Uh, he had like two hundred dollars, and then he, uh, he he showed me his bank account for thirteen thousand. Okay, so when he had the so, wire, yeah, thirteen thousand. Right. Okay, the assignment. Yeah. 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 So when like I saw like the wire hit, and I'm like, no way. Like, dude, so, how do you do, what? What do you steal? Like, well, you yeah, know, we're, we're eighteen years old. I mean, yeah. he was living at his girlfriend's house, so like I knew his situation. His parents like moved to Wisconsin, left him back in Scotts or in Phoenix, West Phoenix. So I knew what he was going through. So I'm like, there's no way this is not real. So. Um, $13,000. So then that got me motivated to like, man, I want to do this. Like, like I always had some passion, you know, I won't say insane passion, but I would have some uh, curiosity with real estate and home building because when I was younger, I would help my dad uh, really not build, but, you know, move the beams and, and two by fours and, uh, and, you know, sweep up the house and the houses that he was framing and building. So like there was some curiosity and I was really intrigued. Um, but when he, uh, when I when I found out Jalen closed that deal, I just went full in. And what year is this? 2015. Okay. May of 2015, and uh, Jalen closed that deal, and then he left to Poland for three months. So like my only like your mentor, my only like yeah person yeah. that I know is doing it. Like he left, right? He went to visit his grandma, and uh, during that time, like I can't wait around. Like yeah. I have to learn. So I started diving into YouTube, looking up Ron Legrand. I, f- I came across uh, Flipman, came across Sean Terry, and Sean Terry was who I was um, really. I really connected with his method of teaching and his knowledge and his story. He's a great teacher, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I learned really. Uh, in the beginning, uh, just everything from Sean Terry, right? Like his, 
you know, Jalen had bought his course and he gave me access to his course. So I didn't have the money for all that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, the 997 is a lot of money when you yeah, don't have money. I remember he threw his first uh, flip to freedom event and Jalen went, but I didn't have $197 for a ticket. So like I didn't go. Right. Right. And you know, all that, you know, kind of eats at you like, man, I want to make this happen. So in the beginning, this is May of 2015, um, you know, I thought I was going to get my deal in a week. You know? Right. It took me nine months. So wow. from May to December, you know, I'm, I'm maxing out my credit cards. I apply for more. Um, you know, I'm I'm not working. I let go of my scholarships for, for real estate. Yeah. Like I, I graduated with a 4.2, and I had, uh, I had two football offers to go, D2 offers to go out of state, but I just didn't have the support. Like... I couldn't go and visit. Like, I didn't have money for a ticket to go visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or somebody to go with me. You were not in position to do any yeah. of that stuff. No, not at all. So, you know, I, I let go of that. I didn't go to ASU. Uh, I didn't go and pursue because I want to be an engineer. I didn't pursue any of that. I just started trying to make it happen with real estate. And during those months, like, it just got worse. Like, um, my dad... My dad ended up selling the trailer home for like twenty one thousand. Uh, he moved out to an apartment by himself. He's like, uh, "Hey, go live with your mom, and uh, I'm gonna get a house for us so you can move with me." That never happened, right? Well, so I moved in with my mom. This is like two, three years after the divorce. My mom's with a new boyfriend. So imagine how uncomfortable I felt. Yeah, well, there's some other life. dude in there. Yeah. So and he's like paying the bills. My mom has no income or nothing. So. You know, I and that's another thing. Like I saw what happens to women where they're not in control of yeah. income, right? Like 100%. it's like they're powerless, right? Yeah. So for me, I'm like it gave me even a bigger reason to make the real estate happen. So uh, I moved in with my mom, uh, you know, during the summer after I graduated high school, and uh, and then she like one day tells me like, hey, like, we're moving to Nevada. And at this point, I'm like, what? Like, she didn't ask me if I wanted to go. And I, I wouldn't have gone anyways because my girlfriend's here. Uh, all my friends are here. Like, the only thing I know is here in Phoenix. Uh, so my mom moved to Nevada with my sisters. So now I was even more alone, right? So at that time, I'm like, where am I going to live? Like, I can't move in with my dad. My mom's going to Nevada. So I asked a friend if I could live with them. And it was a, high, a childhood friend. And... Um, during that time, like I'm still trying to make real estate happen. I'm putting out banded signs. I'm knocking on doors. I did everything wrong. Like I was knocking on foreclosed doors. Oh wow! Because I didn't know. Like, and, and I'm like, why is every house empty? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> where do these people go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, wow. Uh, and yeah, I just remember all that, and um, and I just kept trying and trying, and uh, I finally got a deal through banded signs. Oh. Not finally got a deal. I finally got a contract for a deal through Bandit Signs, and at this point, I'm working at, at a collection agency because for six months I like stretched out like five thousand dollars. Right. Right. Because my friend wasn't charging me for rent, even though like I wanted to pay something, but I just you know his dad understood, so I never got charged for rent. So I had five thousand dollar, two credit cards for five thousand, and I stretched that out for six months. And it was Bandit Signs. I was food. I don't know how I did it, but by the time that ran out and I didn't get any income from real estate. I, I was forced to get a job. I didn't have a car, uh, so I just applied where my friend works so we can, we can carpool together, and it was a collection agency. And my first deal I got under contract was, uh, it was a, Mary, a West Phoenix house uh, in, Mar in the Maryville area uh, in West Phoenix, and it was a three-bedroom, two-bath. I got it for 100000 and I had it assigned uh, to an investor at 105000 So this was December. This was like month eight. And, um, you know, I'm... I'm just like ecstatic. December 2015. 2015. 
and I'm just excited. I'm like, I got $5,000 coming. I'm working at this collection agency. Like, I'm like depressed and I hate it. Like, that's where I gained like 40, 50 pounds because it was a, you know, 8 to a 6 p.m. shift. There's like no restaurants around, so they just bring a food, food truck. So every single day, just greasy food and just wow. like, you can't be on your phone, so I have no outside connection. Right. It's really like robotic and it's just really limiting. So, and all I could think of is like, I want to get a real estate deal. I don't want to get it. I don't want to be working here either, right? Yeah, like I was just sick of it. So, um, I quit that job on my birthday. So, because there's something about me, like I just never wanted to work on my birthday, right? So, right. they didn't, I asked for the day off, they didn't give me the day off. So, I quit. Uh, that job, but knowing that I have five thousand dollars coming my way, so I'm good. You know, at this point, when I got five thousand, you know, I'm working the job, so I'm making like sixteen hundred dollars a month. Uh, so I'm saving everything. So, you know, I started counting my my chickens before they hatched, and um, I, I got into a studio for seven hundred dollars a month, and then I quit my job. Right. So I, I have a place to live. I'm not living at my friend's house. You know, I quit the job on my birthday. I have to wait uh, three weeks for the deal to close. So I'm not like spending money It's very minimal. Um, I have maybe seven hundred dollars saved at this point from just the, the collection agency. And uh, and I, I, I take off to Dallas, Texas uh, for for New Year's because, um, again, there's no family, nothing here. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to my grandma's going to go and uh, hang out with my, my, my aunts and uncles out there. And uh, so I spent like all the seven hundred dollars I had like on flights and, and food out there. So I came back. I'm in a studio. Rent's due on the first. So it was New Year's. Right. So it's now 2016. Rent's due. And, you know, I know on January 3rd, I have a five thousand dollar deal closing. Right. So on closing day, the seller calls me. He says, hey, Alex, my dad has cancer and we're not going to we're not going to sell the property. Wow. So I'm depending on $5,000 to really, you know, be able to pay my rent and then get me going with this real estate thing. And they, they call me and the deal falls apart. And, uh, and I wasn't going to strong arm the guy. It was legit you yeah. know, cancer. Like it wasn't made up. So I let, I let that deal go. And now, now is when the panic started. Right. You got You got bills. Yeah. I got bills. I got $700, you know, due by the fifth. Um, and, I'm just panicking and I'm like, I honestly, in that moment, like that's where all the emotions of like, you know, and, and no lie, it was suicide and depression and all of those became like an actual thought because it's like, I have like nobody to go back to or, um, nobody to no friends, call. No like, family. My mom's in Nevada. She's not going to give me any money because no. she doesn't have none. My dad's like, you know, he's going through his thing after yeah. the divorce, like, and nobody is there like to help and uh you know i, I went i fixed a rent issue i had 700 700 dollars due uh, i asked one of my friends if i could borrow money he gave me his whole check well and he was working at boost mobile he gave me his whole check that allowed me to pay rent he ended up working with our company for three years so that was my way of you know uh, paying, back. paying back and just reciprocating uh so once i got the rent situation handled I was applying for more jobs. I'm like, I, I have to pay rent in you know, another four weeks, three weeks. Um, and in that moment, like, I, I was applying for jobs, but I was just laying in bed all day, like for like seven, eight straight days, just depressed. Like, you know, why is this not working for me? And um, I had quit. I'm like, I'm done with real estate. Like, cause this is just not gonna work for me. It works for everybody else, but it's not gonna work for me. And um, it was a long week of just, man, every not, thought. Not doing the, much. Not doing much, and how I got my first, how it how it how it happened, right? Because the story, 
doesn't end there. Right. Right. And by maybe January 10th, 11th, you know, about 10 days after the deal fell apart, um, you know, I uh, my, my girlfriend invites me to go eat because she sees me like super depressed. Right. She's like, hey, let's go eat, you know, some wings, some Buffalo Wild Wings. I remember. And uh, I'm driving, um, I'm driving, the, you know, her, her car. And uh, it's a thousand dollar Ford Taurus, and um, you know she she asked me if I wanted. So I'm driving her car. She's like, "Hey, I'm stopping my grandma's. Gonna do my hair real quick before we go out." So I drop her off at her at her grandma's, and uh, she's like, "Do you want to come inside?" I said, "Nope, I'll, I'll stay right here because I don't want to see nobody. I don't want to yeah. talk to nobody. Nothing." Um, and in that moment, I'm in the car by myself, and I'm here in a Christian station. And uh, the the story, like the message of the guy, the the reporter that was that was, uh, or the the radio guy that was speaking was, you know, God never put you through a road that He won't provide the way out, right? And when I heard that, I just, like it was like it, it was divine. Like I felt like a jolt in my body, like like energy, electricity, and uh, and the thought came to my mind, like driving for dollars. I never did that. I was doing bandit signs and door knocking. But I knew the concept, kind of. So driving for dollars. And, um, you know, we're in, in South Phoenix, so there's a bunch of rundown houses. This is January 2016. So when I got that feeling or that thought, you know, from I don't know where. you know, from my higher power. <laughs> exactly. And I started driving for dollars. And um, the first house, you know, I, I looked. I look, you know, I look for the address. I see a vacant house. I go on uh, the county assessor. I put that info on Intellius, which was my skip tracing yeah. service back then, which just sucks. It just sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, data, right? yeah but it, yeah. it gives you some information. <laughs> some, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some information. Yeah. So the first two houses, like, I call, nothing. Um, and the third house, I call the, uh, you know, I find the owner. It's run down. I call all, uh, all the numbers that are on, on Intellius. None of them answer. They're all like straight to, uh, you know, to a machine. So, but then right before I clicked off that, I clicked other relatives. I clicked other relatives on Intellius, and I call the first number. It's a girl's name on the relative, and it's and the guy that answered was a guy. The guys. I remember the seller's name, Jose Miranda. So I asked, Hey, is Jose available? Yeah, this is him. How can I help you? And uh, you know, long story short, he was interested in selling the property. Um, you know, I, I messed up everything. Like I offered it, it was two houses that he was selling and uh, I offered him 50,000 and he hung up on me. Right. Like I, cause I didn't know the values. I kind of knew, but right. I didn't. Um, uh, but you know, long story short, I ended up negotiating the two houses for a hundred thousand or no, uh, 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 92,000 for two houses. And now I had two contracts. I messed up the contracts. Like I sent him a option agreement, like, uh, you know, but uh, going through YouTube, I found out how to do the contract. I signed the contract, got them both locked up for ninety-two thousand. Um, I'm excited. I don't know if it's a deal or not. Uh, so I'm like, all right, what next? Like, I I didn't really know how to disposition the property, so I just logically thought, hey, uh, people that have rentals in the area, they probably want to buy this house. Mm -hmm. So I called all the for rent signs in the area, let them know, hey, I have this, you know, uh, these two houses available. If you're interested, call me back. The next day, I'm, like, in my studio, like, uh, and it's, like, one bedroom. It's, like, a hotel, really. And uh, I'm watching ESPN. Some guy calls me. He's, like, yeah, I got a missed call from you. I'm, like, I didn't call nobody. Like, because I'm, I'm not wearing my investor hat right. at the time. I'm just, like, I didn't, I, you have the wrong number. And right, right before he hung up, I said, hey, uh, you know, who's calling? Like, who? You know, what do you do? He's, like, oh, I'm a realtor. I also, you know, fix and flip in the area. And I'm, like, oh. I have two properties. Are you interested? He says, yes. He's like, oh, I live down the street. I'll go check them out. 
He calls me back like 30 minutes later. He says, how much? I didn't think that far ahead. And the first number that came up was 105,000. And uh, he's like, done. So it was 92,000 to 105, $13,000, just like Jalen. It's like insane. Well, the subconscious mind probably picked up that yeah. number from him and you added up You're easy. Right. And I actually never thought about yeah. that. But uh, this guy was legit. He closed two days later, all cash. And uh, I had $13,000 in the bank. Wow. So that was my story. And I mean, b- before uh, we move on here, it's like from that, like I was so afraid of going back to where I started. I just didn't squander the opportunity. So from there, you know, invested into marketing that that first year I did 12 deals for 120,000, hired my first team members, hired cold callers. The next deal, the next year, uh, we did 50 plus deals for 600,000 in revenue. And then the next year we do over a hundred deals for, you know, a million plus in wholesale fees. And ever since then, it's just been hundred plus, hundred plus, hundred plus. And I mean, now fast forward five years, six years almost now, um, you know, five, six hundred plus deals and the futures just opened up because I just didn't give up. Wow. So, so at what point did you meet Carlos and Sal? So this was, I met Carlos first and this is my, my first year wholesaling. I'm like four or five deals in and, uh, he posts on Facebook, like we're, you know, we're fixing flippers, we're buying deals. You know, I saw his last name, so I'm like, oh, there's another Latino, yeah. right? And uh, so we connect on um, we connect on Facebook. We we just you know just networking. Like uh, we we went to go eat um, you know dinner uh, or lunch, I believe, one or the other. Um, and then me and him talked, and that was that. And then a few months later, Jalen uh, sold the deal to Carlos and Sal. And uh, so now, like, everything kind of connected. So, like, you know, we kind of knew who, you know, who who was who. Uh, but what really connected us, we went to an event in Washington, D.C. together. So this is, like, the first event I ever paid. And I remember I had, like, twelve, thirteen thousand $13,000 in the bank. Um, Which event was this? This was a uh, this was a scaling event. I won't say the guy's name because he, you know. Uh, but it was a scaling event in D.C. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, we we all went to that, and I remember paying five thousand dollars for for the event. And I had you know this is like I had maybe done like three four deals, um, so that was a lot of money for me to of be course. spending on that. But we all went to that event together, and uh, you know we had you know a few days together, and after that it just kind of you know formed a, a relationship and a bond. Um, and then when we came back. They took that information, they added their sauce to it, and they just took off. Like, they started hitting six-figure months, like, two months into after that event. Um, and for me, like, I was 19 by then at that time, and I was overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Right. I just keep doing what I'm doing, right? So, for me, I didn't do anything for six months after that event. But then I'm like, in that event, specifically, we learned how to cold call. Mm-hmm. We, learned, we learned about skip trace data, which was like, nobody was doing it six right. years ago. Um official partnership where we threw an event together so everybody was asking us like hey this is year two for me so you know we're doing we did 600k that year so i'm posting huds and checks and people are asking like hey what are you doing right like and especially i'm 19 20 so people are like even more intrigued you know carlos and sal they're doing six figure months at that time so people are asking what they're doing um and so we just decided to throw an event like people kept asking us so we threw an event and uh you know we we set the date we got the hotel not knowing if people would show up, we make a few posts on Inst- or on, on Facebook at the time. We didn't even have Instagrams. 
and um, and we sell out the event in two weeks, all organic, 60 people. It was a 5K event. Whoa. So it was a 300K event, and, you know, when, when six people showed up, we gave them everything, like the entire blueprint. A month later, two months later, like, everybody's just blowing up. blowing up. Like, I mean, everybody. Donnie, Keith, like, I mean... Ton, I can name and name so many people and so many people that probably now have surpassed us on the real estate side. Um, yeah, some definitely have. But it just started. That that was the start of all in. Wow, that was, that that's that's crazy. That that's what 2018 or 17. This was 2018. 2018. Early 2018. So it was after a year of us in the office, and yeah, it was June of 2018. In 2018. I was going through some shit, dude. Yeah, man. Because uh, in 2017, I was at the, at the top of my, my game on the fix and flips. Doing everything. Everything was working. Yeah, but so a hurricane came in and, and disrupted my business. And and I remember in 2019, no, actually late 2018, Dennis, my business partner at the time, comes in and says, hey, man, um, what are we going to do about the office? Uh, we had a, it was like a 3,000 square foot building, kind of like half of this building, right. um, two stories, not as pretty, because th this was like in a, in a, in a, in an older neighborhood, like right. more historic, uh, but it, uh, the whole building was wrapped around with, we buy houses cash. And all I could think of at the time was the $5,000, you know, rent, rent. Wow. and I'm like, dude, we got to give this up, this up in, in January, like. Let's talk to, uh, talk to the landlord and let's get rid of it because, you know, when you're making a lot of money, $5,000 is nothing. But when it slows down, that's When everything. it slows down. And, and for us, it didn't slow down. It's just that we had such a big hole on the, on the, on the, on the flipping side that it didn't matter what we did. It's like we threw anything we threw at it, it just disappeared, you know. So that year, we still made $2 million in, and, and it, you, we didn't see a dime out of those $2 million bucks. Wow. Nothing. In 2017, we made four million dollars, but we didn't keep a lot of the money because of the overhead was pretty high. That our, our we did a lot of mailers, so our cost per acquisitions was right. just astronomical. So yeah, we oh yeah, we made four million. Really, how much of that did we keep? You know, like yeah. and, and then, then how many partners was it? It was just me and Dennis. Uh, and then, um, uh, but but before that. I had two other partners on the fix and flip side and the rentals. Right. right. So uh, it was four of us, but in in the wholesaling side it was just me and Dennis. Jose was in it for a little bit, uh, but on the other side, on the on the asset side, it was three of us. And um, but yeah, so I wish I would have known about the scaling event, about your event. Yeah. No, not maybe not necessarily that event, but your event. Right. Um, because that's when I started dabbling more into wholesaling. I bought the 100K wholesaler course from Sean Terry. I remember that one. And man, and, and, and I'm an implementer, so I go through the course every morning. Okay, episode 10, do this, put this on the Vision Traction Organizer, do that, send X amount of mailers, done. And I just literally close the computer, go in there, take action, and we started having six-figure months, like, Just because of that video, wow. just because of that video. Yeah, but I man, yeah, Sean, Sean really gave it all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it is today because I haven't, I haven't seen the newer version. But um, so you guys start, did that event. 
Um, you mentioned Donnie and Didi and all those guys who are actually movers and shakers today. Uh, Donnie has an event that a thousand people show up, yep. you know, once a quarter or maybe twice a quarter. Um, um, I met Didi for the first time at an event in that Q put together, um, Ground Zero in, yeah, in San Antonio. Yeah, I remember that. And when he got on stage and he started talking about negotiating, I was looking at this guy, I was like, man, this fucking guy is good. Yeah, like, yeah, he's sharp. He is sharp, right? And so all these different guys were coming from all sorts of like parts of the country that I'm like, what is this? Like, like, because I was wholesaling, but I was very local. Like, right, right. You know, and I was like, what are you talking about putting houses on the contract? And, and then I met, I met Nick Perry, and then he's doing PPC Nationwide. Crushing it, yeah. Crushing it, right? And... I think if I would have attended one of those events in 2017 or 18, our wholesaling operation would have grown a lot quicker. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, because we would have surrounded ourselves with the right people. Yeah, the network alone was, I mean, incredible. Um, and then we gave everything, like, because we didn't have any mentorship programs. So it was like, hey, you trust us with the event? You do this? We give everything. So, I mean, from the marketing to operations and dispositions and how to pay people and Mark like every every single thing was covered and and uh, people that implemented they 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 they're winning they crushed yeah. it yeah so you did that event in 2018 right and then that's that's where the all in partnership started yeah so we uh, we did yeah we we were doing free meetups like um, every, like every time we would go because we first we were students of the game we're like going to masterminds we're part of a few different groups like one's called like the secret the secret uh what is it the super the secret mastermind or something yeah. and and then we're going to bay area one seven figure flippers uh with jason boozy great friend of ours uh, so we're you know we're we're going to these masterminds and you know it's a mastermind where you go present so you're like 30 minutes you're yeah. presenting and every time we would present people we were running the business differently. We had virtual sales guys, we have cold callers, you know, we're not going to appointments, we're locking up deals on the phone. So it was kind of a new, very few people were doing it. So people kept asking us like, hey, like, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? And um, it just got to the point where it's like, man, we, we're getting so many questions, let's just start throwing events. So that the event was the first partnership. And uh, it wasn't even a partnership then, it was just, you know, we had Lynn, and then it was just collaboration on the event. Jalen was a part of that, Jalen White, on the first event. Um, and then after that, um, we uh, we scheduled another one for like six months later, another sold out event, no ads, no nothing, just because of the organic, like, Reach, referral. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people were winning and referring other people. Some people were coming, coming back for a second time, because the event, we weren't recording them. Like, it was, right. hey, keep it here, pay attention. Yeah, we're you show up and you get everything. So it just started to really snowball, and then uh, it just it just started from there. I mean, and then we started building software and services, um, you know, for for the community, um, and that just that just you know blew up, right? I mean, all that traction and, and organic reach we're getting, uh, you know, we're you know throwing events every six months, and then we would have uh, services. So that's where. The call center started, and and the data company, and the software, and the CRM software, and the skip tracing, and all, and the PPC company, and the digital marketing company, and all of these things started to flourish from it, just because of all the demand. Wow. So we were, because at first we we're, you know, referring everybody to what we were using, and then 
they weren't being prioritized, right? You know, we couldn't really control the quality of service our community was getting. So that really inspired us to, hey, let's be in control of that. Number one, we're going to monetize. There's no secret about that. But number two, people are going to be prioritized and get, you know, top tier excellent service. Mm. So we just started to do that. And it just, that's, that's when we really started to partner, you know, partner on. And um, that was the, you know, the ink to the papers and true partnership. And, you know, uh, you know, maybe a year after that, we started our podcast and that was a great run. We, you know, we had, uh, and it's, you know, still going on, uh, but we had, you know, Charlie Rocket, Grant Cardone, we had, uh, you know, uh, some of our success stories and students on the podcast and it just, it just took off. And, um, you know, we, we did a few other events. We did our freedom event, which was a more, um, you know, general real estate conference. Uh, so we had our moment, our momentum event was a scaling event. Mm -hmm. So this was, Hey, you're doing a few deals, come here, we'll show you how to scale. And then after that, you know, we, we started getting a lot of questions like, hey, what about the people that don't know or that aren't doing deals? What about us little guys? Yeah, the newbies. Yeah, so that's when we started doing Freedom and, you know, creating uh, some courses for the for the, the newbies. Um, and uh, it just snowballed. And, I mean, so many things have happened from there. So what's going on today in your life? Like, what, what, what does your life look like business-wise? Business-wise, so still running my real estate operation. You know, we're wholesaling eight different states. Um, buying everything in Phoenix, so any good deal, every good deal that we get, uh, keeping it um, and just uh, repurposing it for you know long-term holds. Because um, that was one of the big, biggest the biggest mistake that I did early on was just wholesaling everything. I mean, if you had money in the bank from all these wholesale deals and just passing on properties, like I mean, none of us really knew they were gonna 10x in price, right? Right. But you know, just some silly deals. I mean, we got a hundred and eighty thousand dollar house for thirty thousand. Well, yeah. Right, and we all sold it for ninety thousand. So we made sixty thousand, but that was something I just could have kept. I had the money for it. Wasn't thinking long term. So now, just um, you know, if if we if we get a, a smoking deal, I just keep it. So um, now the next phase for me is on the real estate side specifically is real estate developments. Um, really, just that's where my target is. So you know, affordable housing, mixed use, commercial development. Um, I'm around the right people. I have the right mentors now. Um, this year, I'm building five houses here in Phoenix, which I'm going to keep all of them. Um, and uh, some are going to be Airbnbs, and some are just long-term rentals. Um, so on the real estate side, that's been, you know, priority. It's the wholesale. It's like an ATM, and then using those uh, funds to either buy into and increase my portfolio, or now learn and develop, you know, land, you know, with commercial real estate. That's the real estate side, and that's like, I mean, maybe 20% of my time. Like, it's not, my team's, you know, you know, running, you know, efficiently, have the right leaders and right SOPs and, you know, format. Uh, that's one part of it. The second part where probably more of the time is now is the all-in software and services right. that we're building. So we have uh, three projects in development. Um, one's an edu uh, one's gonna be a, a community education platform more more of like a, a teachable or Kajabi. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our Prospect X, which is an all-in-one, uh, you know, business solution platform. And then we have our data company, which is going to be just property records and um, data, more B2B on that side. Um, so, and then we have All-In. I mean, we're still cranking with All-In. Uh, we have a mastermind community of 100 plus members. Um, so helping other people still grow their business. Uh, so a lot of time and energy goes into into all that. Um, and then 
just different other ventures too. I mean, we, we have a, we just launched an e-commerce business. Um, and now we're just, the mission now is just focusing on not six figure opportunities, not seven figure opportunities, but what can be an eight, nine plus figure venture. So, you know, right now, like our trifecta is real estate, tech, and in all in, right? Yeah, I'm very similar to you guys in that sense, uh, although it's just me. Right. I don't, I don't have a Carlos or a Sal. Right. Um, I do have a couple of partners on some companies. Um, and I just realized one of my products is called Prospector Web. No, it's not Prospect X, it's yeah. Prospector Web. It's, and it's a lead generating product. It's like a texting platform nice, with right. yeah. with a CRM and, and the and the web is because it it catches everything like a spider web, right? right. So I like the name. Yeah, I just realized that, you know, when you said prospect text, which I know is a CRM. Um but uh, yeah, I'll be launching that pretty soon. Probably next month, um, and I'm doing events as well uh, that you were a part yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, uh, My my dad, uh, my dad enjoy your your speech. Yeah. Every time he like I come to Phoenix, he's like, so did you see Alex? Like he loves you, man. Like like no, yeah, he, he genuinely does. Yeah, like his his energy and appreciation, I felt it all. And, um, yeah, really connected with with your pops, man. Yeah. So uh, so we have uh, and Sal was just telling me earlier that you guys are gonna do. Uh, and by the way, this comes out in April sometime. Right. Um, Freedom in May. In May, yeah. So my event is May 27th, 28th. Ours isn't on that date. We just got to make sure it's not the same weekend. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. I can tell you right now. Yeah. I, so I handle, I wouldn't say handle, but I, I lead the, the back end and, you know, the events and, you know, marketing and all the funnels. And, um, yeah, like for me, like I've always been, like I can, I can be a sales guy and then I can be an integrator. So... Like Carlos is like, you know, full sales and and marketing, right? Like that's that's his, that's what he's really good at. I see him. Uh, if I see all three of you guys, right? Yeah. And you all three complement each other, which is a great combination. Yeah. But I see him as like as the, as the lead singer, like on a on a rock band, like yeah, he's the pop star, like Axel Roses. You know, Guns, you yeah. see Guns and Roses and you think of Axel. To me, that's Carlos. You know, all in. And then you have yourself and Sal. Um, I see Sal as the guy that that has this this the, all this knowledge and and, yeah. and he puts all these things together. He's an integrator. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's amazing. And he doesn't see, like sometimes he doesn't see himself like that because I've I've actually told us I did. I love what you just talked about on like on in freedom. He was talking about something and he had to do with processes and things like that. Yeah. Bro, you must be like like real good at in integrating. But, but that's not what I do. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, look, I'm from the outside. I'm watching you right now. Like and 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 then and then and then you are also a hybrid in between the two. Yeah. I am a hybrid, yeah. Um and and but you also bring something which you connect with a with a younger crowd. Absolutely. Um, I'm pretty sure the oldest is probably Carlos, right? From what? Uh, the oldest, like out of all three of you guys. Oh, oldest, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Carlos and Sal and then you. Um, so it's a perfect combination. Yeah. Uh, that's why I like you guys so much. Um, it, I don't think you guys step on each other's toes. You guys actually complement each other. And when you do the events, all each one of you have something different to present on. Yeah. Um, and and the message gets delivered very well. 
and now you guys are, you know. Yeah, we're 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 married to the long vision now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody. That's the thing. Like with partnerships, like there, it's, it's not just like, hey, I like you personally. Like it has to be a compliment in in traits or, or skill sets. And um, yeah, we clicked very early on that. Like we understood that. Um, but yeah, it all it all blends. And at the end of the day, like when you just know what you want, like and you can get there with a partnership much faster. Like, cause we understand like, we're all resourceful enough and skillful enough to do our own thing. Like right. we, we've had, you know, many uh, discussions and disagreements. Of course. As many, you know, you know, on both sides, on all sides. Um, but we just understand like together, uh, yeah, we're unstoppable. And, and I really, I, I say that with, um, you know, with the, the proper intention, like we really feel like together, it just, it just, it just I, I use you guys as an example for many different things. Uh, I was talking to Corey yesterday in his office, and we were talking about my next event, right? And I said, Corey, why don't we come together and put something together to where you have you ever met? You met David Olds, right? Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I said, Corey, why don't we put something together? Uh, originally, we wanted to include Nick, but Nick is his head is somewhere else right now. He wants to travel. He wants to like. Get in the oil and gas business now, and yeah, yeah. bought an oil rig, and you know, so he's like, his path took him through a whole different, different, um, you know, trajectory. But I told Corey, I said, "Hey, man, why don't we put something together, you know, where we can collaborate on these events?" I'm already doing the events. I'm doing. I'm yeah. gonna do the events with or without them. Yeah. Right. But now that I have this platform, we should come and collaborate on. Maybe our own mastermind, or maybe our own education combined, because uh, fulfilling that on your own, yeah, that's a lot of work. It is, yeah. Like, and and you can only like, like we can serve like a hundred plus members, right? But if it was individually, it'd be very tough, because Sal's really skilled at one thing, and maybe I'm really skilled at one thing. Mm -hmm. So now they like that mentee or students getting best of both worlds versus just my limited view on maybe integration, right? They're getting the full view through sales eyes and right. knowledge. So yeah, I agree. Like if you're one man show fulfillment is, is, is tough. And then I think one guy that does it well is Sean, Sean Terry for sure. But he, he does a lot of strategic partnerships. He's digital, you know, yeah. he, he records everything, puts it on a platform yeah. and these things sell over and over and over again. He does the mastermind, but those masterminds are, um, you know, he's been doing it for so long that right. it, it's it's sort of, uh, I don't think it adds more to his plate. But right. yeah, fulfilling on your own. It could be a dream. I mean, as much as it's fulfilling, like it does, you know, it, it requires some energy. <laughs> well, a lot of time. So what's next for you? Well, what's next is... Uh, Other than building the houses, right? Like Yeah, building the houses, going, you know, segueing into developments. Uh, definitely want to... Um, and I am just getting really knowledgeable with the land development space. But that's like my real estate, you know, journey. Uh, but what's next is to scale these companies. I think we have the opportunity to really scale um, and, uh, and exit something um, on the software side. And then just continue to build the brand and reach and help as many people as possible through that. Um, it's just a win-win situation. So my energies right now is on big opportunities, um, the ones that we have, and uh, to, to build those up, you know, to build up departments and scale those babies up. 
Now, one thing I like about you, Alex, is, is all the work you do on the personal development side. Yeah. Um, you you learn a lot from from doctors and and, and these people that are at, at vibrating at a whole different yeah. level, right? Um, why would you tell the audience? Because to me, success and and every, and all the good things that you guys have going on today. They have a lot to do with that preparation and 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 that synergy in between you and your mentors and Carlos and his mentors and yep. Sally and his mentors, right? So, what what would be a good message for the audience when it comes to putting themselves through personal development and and, and things of that nature? Yeah, I think that anybody can attain some level of success through by not doing it right like no personal development mm -hmm. but you'll get to a point where you realize like there is glass ceilings above you right there is limitations subconscious thoughts and beliefs that you feel inside that you're not even aware of um so what i what i will say about personal development is um it's like an onion and it's layer by layer right and everybody has different you know everybody has a different amount of layers mm -hmm. right like like, and I'll use Carlos, and he, he won't even mind that I use this because we go, all, we talk about this all the time. It's like, Carlos, at, you know, when he started his personal development journey, he's 36 years old versus me. I started at 20, 21, 22, right? So when I started going to psychologists and hypnotherapists and doing all the inner work, um, I was able to heal much faster, right? And it creates some frustration with, you know, internally with Carlos and himself because, like, man, like, I'm doing all this, like, we're doing this stuff, but... Like, why do I not feel, you know, healed or, or over the, the trauma? And the reality is it's like an onion. So I was able to peel off my layers much faster, right? Being that I was younger. Right. Um, so that when you start peeling the layers, like you start to take off extra weight, extra baggage, right? Extra emotions that aren't serving you. Like the emotions of guilt, shame, apathy, anger, fear, they don't serve you, right? That doesn't mean there's they're they're not supposed to be there because they are supposed to be there. Yeah. Right. But by but holding on and operating with those, they don't serve you. So when personal development, um, I really believe like there's levels that you hit, and in order to get to the next level, you have to become a different you. Right. Like you have to shed that skin. You have to peel the layers of the onion to to continue to grow because if you can. Like for me, right? Like I got to 21, you know, by the time I turned 21, I had, you know, multiple six figures in the bank, um, you know, cause 18, 19, 20, like I didn't, I didn't really party or nothing. I was very frugal. And then by 21, I'm like, I'm going to party now. <laughs> like I'm 21 now, I could go out to the clubs. Like, yeah. I didn't even know what a club, I didn't know they brought a bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like I didn't, when I first saw it, I'm like, I grew up in a trailer. So right. I mean, I didn't, I've never seen anything like that. and. Um, that first year, like I just started partying every other weekend, every weekend, really. Um, and I spent a lot of money and, you know, it, it, in the beginning I thought it was, you know, uh, I thought it was really fun. Uh, but long-term it just like dug me deeper into like feeling more depressed about myself. So then by the time I was 22, I'm like, man, like I have everything I, I want and I ever wanted like I have the businesses I have I'm driving an R8 supercar I'm like why do I still feel depressed right like why like there's a void inside my heart like what is it and what I found out it was it was all the trauma that I tried to get over but I didn't heal 
like you can continue to tuck in the emotions under the rug but if you don't heal that and face that head on with the help of you know with the help of god and and your you know maybe pastors or therapists or hypnotherapists like it's really tough to get to that next level it's it's really tough to, uh, to get to that next level so um it, it does hinder your growth so even though things were going good I had to give myself the chance and the ability to go from good to great. And the only way I was going to get there was by going in, inside, doing the inner work, going down the, the line of personal development, you know, healing my traumas, forgiving others, loving myself more, feeling more worthy. Like all that stuff started to like really empower me. And then once you once you start to feel better about yourself and start to feel worthy, it's 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 beautiful right when i when you you know earn six figures a month you don't feel guilty for that and it's it's in the beginning like i'm i'm earning six figures a month but it, deep inside i'm like i don't even deserve this like like i like how like why me god like why like why am i so fortunate um but then when i started doing the work i'm like no this i i deserve this right like i am i'm a vessel like with six figures a month I can bless or do this or impact the world and you know you know the intention that I had so the personal development was huge and I will say that when I started doing that journey things just started blowing up like every, like every time I dig deeper inside myself the more that manifests the more that I am able to create and now that just the more energy that I operate with um, the the more opportunities and the faster that you get things done right like versus having you know, if you want to become somebody watching this wants to become a millionaire and, you know, in five years, like you can really compress that time if you start to feel better about yourself and feeling worthy about yourself. And that I credit that entirely to personal development. You know what happened to me? And, and, and we're about to wrap this up, but uh, it's related to this, right? I, I've done personal development for quite a while. And... In 2017, everything is materializing, and we're, we're doing very well. Um, Hurricane Harvey shows up, and then the aftermath of that started to take place. Sometime in 2019, um, and don't get me wrong, I, I, so I lost a lot of money. It was, it was millions of dollars. And, and that took a toll on me uh, financially, Emotionally, what happened was that I started not feeling worthy of it anymore. And I remember being in my house, beautiful home, by the way. Um, there's a family that's been blessed that they're, they're living in now. I own or financed it to them. Uh, but I was in that living room, and I have, a, if you would have seen my house, it had a lot of art, you know, everywhere. And But I'm looking around, and I'm like, because I had hundreds of thousands of dollars hanging on the walls, literally. But I felt like I wasn't worthy anymore. I was like, what, do I, what am I doing in this house? Right. And why are these expensive paintings hanging in there? You know, and, and you start questioning all kinds of things. And, you know, because now I've been stripped down financially by that time. Absolutely. And now I'm like, I got to get rid of this place. And then I ended up selling it a year later. Right. But... I was talking to, to our friend, Nick Perry, uh, maybe a couple of months ago, and um, I'm telling him, I'm sharing this with him, right? And he says, how do you feel now? And I was like, well, now it's like I'm, I'm, I'm back. Like, I, I'm back to where I was, uh, 
even before 2017, but it's because I had to go through all that journey to appreciate many things. Absolutely. That I didn't even know I had, right? And, it, and, it, and I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about health, your, my wife and kids, my parents, you know, my brothers. Absolutely. Because I lost track of a lot of things because I was chasing, um, you know, financial, you know, riches and things of that Absolutely. nature. So, um, but I know that you do a lot of uh, self-development with like Joe Dispenza and uh, you mentioned another doctor. Dr. Uh, George Pratt. George was, Pratt, yeah. That was a huge uh, blessing for me. I mean, actually Nick has done some work with him too. All right. Yeah, so you start to find hacks, you know, you know, secrets, hacks, cheat codes, um, you know, the, the more you talk to people and and especially growing up Latino and as in a minority, like, uh, you know, I was taught men don't cry and I was taught mm. that emotions are for women and um, and growing up, I always was really emotional and I didn't realize until like a few years ago that that was my greatest strength, the ability to feel emotions and use that as a weapon for creation, right? And yeah, I mean, from Dr. George Spenza to Dr. George Pratt, I have, you know, other mentors that have come into my life in just magical ways and have allowed me to really be able to download what they know and how they think and their operation, you know, their, their you know, processes and how they function. Um, but yeah, I highly encourage everybody to, to really dive in. And again, it's like an onion, it's a journey. And um, even the bad moments in my life, the trauma, the hurt, the depression and all of that, like I'm extremely grateful for it. Like I am, I, I wouldn't have it any other way because all of that, all the emotions and the, the memories that I had, like the experiences, everything was, was for this, right? So then how can you be grateful for the moment now if you're not grateful for the ugliness in the past? Because where you are today is a sum of everything, right? It's the good, the bad, the ugly. It's everything combined, which creates it whole, right? So like you wouldn't like, I never felt whole because I always looked at my past and trauma like, like a liability more than an asset. But that's really what makes you whole, just being grateful for it all. And then just understanding like everything that we go to go through, um, there's no losses, right? There's there's either winning or you learn. And and I I have that mindset now where even in the moments and I'm you know, I'm human still and they, as we all are and you know, I feel I feel emotions and you know, I feel, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody, you know, leaving this earth and family or, you know, whatever the case may be, like um, there's lessons to be learned in all that. So just a different outlook, win or learn versus win or lose. Thank you so much, Alex. I appreciate you for your time, guys. Make sure you go to allinnation.com. Check out these guys. They got great events coming up this year, a bunch of services, products and services that are offered to all real estate investors. They have education. They have, you know, just go check them out. If you're in Phoenix, Arizona, um, I don't know if you, if, you, if you want to allow them to come in into the office, but they have a beautiful building here. They allow me to come and use their studio so we can do this podcast. And don't forget, May 27, 28, at 10growth.com. Tickets are coming out pretty soon. Check out the website. We're going to have a sick-ass lineup, and I'm looking forward to see you there. Bye.